I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to the Oversharers podcast. My name is Hala. I'm Kulton. And this is us. And we've got a special, special guest. I would say she's the current it girl for me. Her content Aww. makes me feel very comforted. It's like my end of the night. TikTok watch. Aww, I love it, honestly. It's so you. cute. So anyway, sweet. guys, welcome Hannah. Welcome. <laughs> We've got Hannah in our corner today. She is, she is. <laughs> She's in our look. That's how you say it in Somali. <laughs> so I'm, I'm sure everyone knows who Hannah is because we're always reposting the Ramadan Mubarak's, the Eid Mubarak, <laughs> the artwork, <laughs> the images, the artwork. So I'm sure most of you are aware, but Hannah is an occupational therapist turned digital artist. Yes. We have Ooh. a successful businesswoman, lifestyle yeah. and beauty influencer. Yeah. And as Harley mentioned already, an all round it girl. Yes. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> oh my God. I love that intro. <laughs> Do you love it? We love it for I you, honestly. It. So I think one of the first things for me is, like most people know you from TikTok and your social media and your YouTube. Yeah. Others might know you from the TDS um, episode that was just amazing. Honestly, it was a very tear. As two people that have experienced grief because we lost our dads, oh it was God. like an open, like an open format of describing what grief really is. Yeah. Especially for people in our culture, because I feel like often it gets brushed under the carpet of "Don't worry, like it's Allah's plan. Move right. on, yeah. deal with it." Do you know what I mean? So exactly. I felt like it was very, it was a very articulate way to describe people's emotions, especially when they're young. Because yeah. I think you and Colton were similar ages when you've lost. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was really open, honest, and yeah. I've just I've never heard someone discuss grief yeah. like in our culture because, as Hala mentioned, like we've always just told. Literally, it's the same thing in Eritrean culture. It's the exact same thing. Yeah. Don't worry. We're going to get over it. Basically, get over it. Yeah, Yeah. get over it. Under the guise of it's God's will. Although we do understand that, but like, a lot of emotion. We need to process this. We don't talk about it at all. I feel like even in Islam, in our communities in general, no one really talks about what happens after someone passes away or how to process it. It's kind of just like, it happens, it's Qadr move on basically it happens you being know? the main like yeah manga. like death is like written and it's not fair but it's like there's so there's much there's so many emotions like and as a child no, none of that means nothing to yeah. you and 20 is still early adult but it to me it's like my brain wasn't developed i didn't understand the that world frontal. it was like yeah. you know that frontal is like fresh 20 yeah what do you do so there were so many emotions but alhamdulillah i'm so grateful that i did that because i didn't realize how many people related to it yeah. yeah and also like how common it is for parents to pass away i think sometimes we just believe that they're superhuman mm-hmm. they will never mm-hmm. pass away oh and then it happens God. and you're like what do i do what now? do i do like how do i cope yeah so alhamdulillah for the episode i think it it helped me a lot and it still helps me talking about it even eight years later yeah but it also helps a lot of people know that they're not alone and that seeing someone else get through and process grief and how they can get through it is like yeah. inspirational so alhamdulillah for that alhamdulillah. <coughs> so i think the question that we wanted to ask is we know that that situation obviously put you into a a path where oh sorry you see me fiddling already <laughs> a path where you started to create art and then you started your blog as a form of 
therapy to get yourself through yeah. it so like explain that period of time for us like how was it starting the blog using that as a format to get over your grief yeah and then moving on to art yeah I think writing was something that I've always done in my journal I really need to get back to writing because I, I completely you said blog and I was like oh my god I, I forgot about that, that blog. I read <laughs> it today so I skimmed it I said that writing's good yeah oh, I you forgot about it yeah, sometimes people bring it up Mashallah. and I'm like I completely forgot about my blog but yeah, like that was my way of processing. And so I wanted a way to release. And at the time, I wasn't really sharing anything on my platforms. It was kind of a personal account. Yeah. Did not realize people were actually reading it. I think blogs were not. I didn't even know they were a thing. <laughs> but subhanAllah. How, how, do you even, how do you even figure out if someone's read it? Is it like it receives I think it X does. But at the time, I think stuff. so. But it was so long ago that yeah. I don't even know if there was analytics. I just post it. <laughs> so when people tell me they've read it, I'm like, what? Uh, <laughs> I thought it was like thing. a diary that I shared. But and there's no. nothing for you. Yeah. To, and there's nothing there for you to be like, oh, like X amount of people read it. No, right? no, oh, I don't damn. think so. I've never checked. So that's, I feel like that's kind of nice. It's though. nice, yeah, because it's, nice. it's just out there. Yeah, yeah. But alhamdulillah, like I think that it really it allowed me to have a little bit of a kind of like a routine to like extract my thoughts, and it was really efficient for me. And when I put it out there, wallah, there was no expectations. It was kind of like I'm just gonna put it out in the universe. Maybe someone will get like find yeah, it yeah, and yeah. it'll help them and then from there like my day-to-day -day life just became everything became inspirational for me I would see something and it would remind me of her I would do something and remind oh. me of her and with art my mom was also like really into art she yeah. was the one who pushed me into art very yeah, early yeah. yeah so then I was like while I was in university doing my uh, degree in occupational therapy I just needed something to pass the time I was in a new city with like no friends so I was like okay I'm just gonna do something new and subhanAllah it just became what it did it just blew up and then alhamdulillah just now it's a career but I think I think it was because of the intention of how it started yeah and also the inspiration behind it that led to where it did yeah but in everything that I do my mom is in my my mind on my mind so even where I'm at today is truly her duas I'm living through her like answered her duas Tell so us about the journal. The, which journal? So basically, oh, her journal. <laughs> her, in, in the TDS episode, I'm yeah. so sorry, guys. In the TDS episode, Hanan talked about her mum's journal, and I think yeah. you found oh, it after yeah. she passed away. Yeah. And then, I don't know if you got, did you get the full journal transcribed? No, not yet. I have so many people to this day, like, Girl, email me. <laughs> can we translate it? And I think I'm, I'm ready, but I'm also not. I think I'm not like, fully ready to have other parts of it translated yeah. just yet. But I did have parts of it. Mm -hmm. um, in the beginning, it was really hard to translate it because her words, like the the words that she would use were so eloquent and hard and very poetic. So yeah. even people who were fully fluent in Arabic, it took them time to translate each word. I remember I went to my university teacher and I was taking Arabic during third year. He couldn't even translate some of the words. Oh my God, your and I was like, oh my God, like what kind of poetry is this? It's like, oh I didn't know God. she was a yeah. secret poet. But subhanAllah, There's it probably was like, so many like secrets in there. Literally, Treasures. there's stuff about marriage. There's stuff about like... The Prophet's life, like oh literally, no. there's so much, but it's the parts. Her little diary. Literally. So, and there's also artwork in there too. So, I need <gasps> to get it laminated. You, you have I think to. You but subhanAllah, I really feel like it was like a gift Allah Azza wa gave me yeah, to like yeah. look into her life. And I, t I brought it with me to oh the God, UK. I, I couldn't love leave it. To have something like that. Yeah. I've got one letter from my dad. But I'm like, <laughs> one dear to my life. And I'm like, like, I should <laughs> laminate that letter. <laughs> I've got like emails that he used to send, like Karen emails. Yeah. <laughs> But it inspires you to want to do the same for your kids, you know, yeah, like in yeah. the future, have something. I feel like everything's so digital now. Yeah, I think about yeah, it, I'm yeah. like, yo, what am I going to, how am I going to tell my kids that like, Even you know, like pictures. Yeah. I'm like, I only take pictures of my kids on my phone. And I'm like, when I was younger, I used to, my mom used to have like entire 
books of albums, photographs and yeah. albums. Like, yeah. isn't that mad? Yeah. And I don't even have one. No, we recently, like, about two years ago, we discovered an old camera that had a memory card in it. So I went online and was looking for the charger that, you know, is the, yeah. the charger that the camera uses. But it was such an old camera that I never yeah. thought in a million years that I'd find the charger. And I found the charger on Amazon. And then I found the pictures. And there were pictures of my dad with my little sister. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, baby sister. Baby, yeah, she was like I six months that. at the time. And it's like, he's holding her. And I was like, oh God, we've got to do something with these pictures. I never got them developed, but I still have I love that. I actually went through something similar where I found old VCRs. And then my when I saw them, I knew that they were like old videos from way back because my parents used to take a ton of videos. I'm sure your parents were the same. So my best friend and I, she went and found on Facebook Marketplace someone that sells a VCR. So I bought it (gasps) and I watched all these home videos. Oh my god, that was so crazy. Because like you you know, it's like you're seeing yourself how you're interacting with your parents and like these home videos of her like recording like her like dressing up just so many things that you would never remember yeah it was insane and then my husband bought me the thing that you can transfer the vcrs into footage that you can save on your phone i haven't done it yet but it's nice that i have like videos now yeah you just have technology yeah it's just crazy yeah it literally makes life easier it's great that you could just have that on your phone another one that i discovered was so basically my dad used to do this thing where he'd take pictures of us and stuff and then send it to my grandma back home so we never had those photos but then he would always keep the film yeah and and then I so one day I was like clearing out the loft and I found loads of film and decided to go and get them developed I didn't know developing film was so expensive by the way like I went to Snappy Snaps and was like what? Snappy Snaps is a rip-off girl (laughs) it's so expensive yeah but then we found all these like really old pictures from loads of stuff and there was like my uncle's wedding us when we were kids in the park pictures of myself that I have never seen before in my life but we can see them through the film, but we can yeah. ne- we ca- you can't really make out the what is going on. Yeah, so amazing! Oh my I god! Know. I remember once I posted something on Instagram. I think it was like a a picture, a baby picture, and two people who I have I don't know at all DM'd me photos of me at like a wedding when I was a baby. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> oh what? <laughs> Scary. And it just makes me, but it makes me think about the fact that like there's other people that also that have, have photos and videos yeah. of you when you were a kid. It's probably your family that yeah, gave no, them the photos. I was like, okay. I'm not gonna lie, my cousin from Canada was so crazy. She always sends me random pictures of me and her in Somalia back in the day. <laughs> and it's like us in these ugly little dresses next to goats. And I'm like, why are you trying to embarrass me? Like, delete this out. Oh my god, that's so funny. Oh my god. Anyway, well, back to questions. Back to questions. questions. Okay, quick question. So going off the artwork and this is inspired by your mum but the artwork is very intentional yeah so we can see a lot of like black muslim representation <laughs> mm. so we just kind of wanted to understand like is is this something that you plan this is, is this what you plan because a lot of the artwork that you usually see isn't very represent- representative yeah usually. representative yeah <laughs> i'm trying to find <laughs> the words <laughs> yeah a lot of the artwork that we see generally isn't very representative so mm. you doing that i feel obviously is intentional so i just mm-hmm. wanted to see where, where the idea came from I think for me, when I first started, I was creating a lot of East African-centered art because I didn't see much of it. I don't see much Eritrean art at all, very rare. And if it is, it's usually people in Eritrea. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to create. So it started off with Eritrean art, Somali art, Kenyan art, Ethiopian art, but it was centered on streetwear or something that's more relatable, I guess, to the younger generation. So I mixed that in with culture and people loved it because it's like, oh my God, I see myself. Like this is me as a diasporan. Eritrean, Somali, whatever it is. 
in art yeah and I never saw that so I loved what I created and other people loved it and then that kind of just grew and then for me it was just really important because as a child growing up I didn't see me in art and if I do see like Muslim women in art they're usually like fair skinned yeah. like you don't see much brown or dark skinned mm-hmm. women in art especially I like I don't even see hijab or like. even hijab exactly and now it's become this thing now we're slowly starting to see more black and brown artists coming out and like, creating and stuff so that was really important for me yeah but then it was it started out that way and then it just kind of like spread and then became like creating art for different countries and like creating art for Muslim women. Yeah. And then it's really about creating represent representation, but also a safe space for black Muslim women. They could <laughs> even be used as cards. Oh, yeah. Like, so like, much. Stuff like that. Yeah, Cause, yeah. Because we never used to, I used to give Christmas cards, I'm not going to lie, yeah? Yeah. I used to give Eid cards. We had Eid cards. Yeah, we had yeah, them. Yeah. But you know, the ones that we had back in the day were just really weird. So dead. It's just yeah. like Eid Mubarak. Eid Mubarak yeah. or just a picture of a moon. Or yeah, yeah. These ones are next to so I'm yeah, like Ramadan time. We can't wait, girl. We need those. <laughs> and even that phone case is yeah, so nice. Yeah, I love so it. Very. It's literally my favorite phone case. I, I love it. it. It's oh, yeah. so beautiful. I'm super grateful. It's, it's, what was I going to yeah. say to you? There's another artist who's Sudanese and she does these cosmic galaxy, gender inspired. Oh, no way. Oh, it's oh, so beautiful. I don't know, actually. Oh, I don't know her name, but she always comes up on my thing. I took a screen. Oh, like, Michelle if Love. I could. From the UK? Oh, yeah, she's from oh, the UK. Wow. And she, she's got a gallery somewhere in Central and she did something abroad. Oh, I think I follow her on Twitter. I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah. It's like it's very, very like, cosmic. Uh, yes. And it's very Willy, not Willy. She puts her <laughs> cultural aspects yeah. to it as well. Mashallah, and it's incredible. Like, it's like a cloud yeah. with like a clock and then there's something cultural yes. based, but it's so nice. It's incredible, yeah, Like yeah, yeah. I would literally have that as a painting. Yeah, oh, it's wow. amazing. I've seen her artwork before. It's I'm incredible. And I hope I see more of us though in art. There's so another yeah. girl that I've seen on Instagram. I can't remember her name, but I think she's Somali. Han, you might know her. I completely forgot mm. her name, but she does Somali women artwork. Okay, mashallah. So there's like nomadic women. Yes. She does like, oh, I don't know, the everyday that. girl, but a lot mashallah. of them you'll just see her like wearing a bati and like garbasar and stuff mashallah. like that. Mashallah. Don't mashallah. I'm sure you've seen Guys, my fi- that's amazing. But they, they, she just makes them look so beautiful. Mashallah. It's like they all have unique, even yours. I know your signature design. It's yeah. very unique. Like yeah. I know Hanan made that. And yeah. it's similar to this girl, Sudanese girl I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah. Absolutely. I need to write her name at the bottom, but like hers is, I can just tell. Like, yeah, it's like that. an art style. That's yeah, like and it's yeah. so crazy. Mashallah, it's amazing. amazing. Mashallah. Okay, so we're talking about relationships. We know Hanan is a, a, a happily married woman. So we want to know the love story behind it. Okay. If that is possible. <laughs> so my husband came to Toronto for a Somali Student Association. They were having an event. So his podcast group got invited to come and speak for the Sorry. three days. So he was in Toronto, I'm from Toronto, and we met at Starbucks. Oh! Oh, God for The place that can't be Starbucks named. is boycotted <laughs> now, so I feel like my love story is ruined. <laughs> so now I'm like, Starbucks, yeah, I'm like, change the name. we boycotted. But yeah, that was pretty much Cafe Nero. She went to Costa. I went to Costa. And cute. I was like, he just offered me a coffee, and alhamdulillah, oh, I just wait, went just out me. of the blue, he was yeah. like, hey, would you like your coffee? I love that. Right. I already had a coffee in my hand, though, and I was like, Oh, so oh, he, he wanted to talk to you. He just wanted to talk to you. He was like, how can I speak to this fly girl? Right, so we do this thing called question of the week. It's called Monday Madness. So this week, the question is, would you guys let your siblings choose your life partner? <laughs> I don't think I would personally. Never, no. Yeah. Never. No. They're younger than me. I feel like they Same. don't know what oh, I do. <laughs> like, no. And they just don't know what I like. Yeah, no. And I, I feel like we, me and my sister, like, 
like our types are completely different yeah, yeah so i don't have sisters so uh, i feel like if i had a sister maybe would you let your brother no <laughs> no <laughs> no what if he's like to this brother is amazing this person is good for you i don't know would you meet him at the very least no, I don't think so. <laughs> I, don't think so I feel like it's just weird. I'm like, 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 yeah, but like, oh, I don't want to meet your friend. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, you know, I don't know. It's just it's odd. No, I don't. We know. probably grew up together. <laughs> it's probably like the local boy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. One girl goes, my sister, yes, my brothers, absolutely not. Yeah. Which, literally what I said. Which goes for you guys. Yeah. Someone goes, their taste in men is toxic. She wants bulky men, <laughs> while I want a gold a golden retriever. <laughs> so she goes, no, I'll never let her choose it. <laughs> Someone goes, depending on my siblings. Most people said depending on which sibling it is, which is quite funny. So m- I'm assuming the sibling that you're closer to will be yeah. more willing to work with. Yeah. Someone goes, hell no, we're 13 years apart. The men I like, she considers them grandpa. So. <laughs> Okay, girl. Some people are into that, you know. <laughs> Someone goes, they just have bad taste in men. Send Ooh. her. Oh, just like that. She's sending for the sister. <laughs> just like that. <laughs> she goes, another person goes, hell no. These N-words will set me up with a bahal just to take the piss. A bahal means animal. Oh, so wow. basically, they'll, they'll set her up with an animal just Jeez. to take the piss. She goes, one fed us raw chicken one time. I can't trust them to keep me alive, let alone pick a partner for me. <laughs> You are actually so funny. What? So no one would actually do it. There's not one person that said yes. It's just, you're just asking for trouble at this point. Your whole Literally. sibling. No. Wait, Unless no. your sibling is very mature and mm. has a very like. Yeah, if it's an older sister. Yeah, something like that, then maybe. Because yeah. like they're looking out for you as your youngest. Like I know you. I would have a good, po- I could recommend a good partner for my sister. Do you think so? <laughs> Really? Yeah. I think I've got an excellent judge of character. Really? No, I'm joking, I'm joking. She would no. never take anyone I bring seriously. Yeah. But no. I feel like I feel like it's a person I feel like generation wise, like our parents, I think they took on a lot of that because yeah. of obviously their parents hooked them up with people and then they were forced to accept them and like there was no lot a lot of choice based mm. on that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm. Whereas like why we us like they have so much more freedom to pick who yeah. our partner is and I feel like sometimes that freedom is a good thing and sometimes I feel like I feel like it's not the best to be honest. Mm. No. I feel like there's a drought right now with like Girl. like everyone's like shaking it right now. Girl. <laughs> I heard the streets are the just streets are bleak. Bad. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, it's a sad world out yeah, there. Yeah, it's hard. In oh, the realm yeah. of relationships. Yeah. So I think a lot of people would actually prefer if, like, you recommended them there. to someone. Like, I get it all the time. Like, do you know anyone, like, oh. in the UK? And I'm like, I wish, but... Or, like, did your husband know anyone? Yeah, literally, <laughs> all the time. And I'm like, oh there's God. nobody. You know what it is? I just, mm, I just don't know, guys. I don't know what it is. Where is the drought coming from? Can we resolve this issue for the Muslim girlies? I think the killer is apps. This is my personal opinion. Do you think so? I really think that's what it is. Like certain apps, because I feel like nowadays people think that they have so many options, especially men. Yeah. So they view relationships as kind of disposable. Like, oh, yeah. if this doesn't work out, whatever, I'll just go on an app and see who's next. And like, swipe next. Rather than exactly. So I think the culture also of relationships has changed dramatically. No one really wants to take the time to invest and try to longevity. You know what I mean? It's kind of like, oh, if this doesn't work out, whatever. Like you have one problem and like you would just end the relationship. Yeah. 
you know what I mean? Is. Like I have a bunch of people I can just like. I feel yeah. like having it more seems choice. It's like yeah, I can I can change my geographical location to another location. I'm done with London now. Yeah. Let's check the US. Birmingham. You know what I mean? So it just seems like there's so many options when in reality it's like. I didn't even mm. think of it like that. I feel like having a lot of choice people obviously will get complacent. Like it's you not, can't, you I, do can't we have a lot it's of like, I feel like men feel like have a lot of choice, no, but women, women don't. Women don't have a lot of choice. Women are inc- incredible. Yeah. <laughs> but the options for m- of, of a great men is one good man, 10 amazing women. And like I think the yes. ratio is like. And it, I think that those options get smaller as you age and mature as well. Yeah, exactly. It gets harder. Just, Cause you're like, I'm too smart for you guys. And your standards keep growing. Because exactly. <laughs> every day you're like, I need someone with money. Yeah. Who's kind. Yeah. Who's understand. But in my mind, I'm like, a lot of the things that I would want in a partner, they're normal stuff that anyone would want. Yeah. But it's like people are just not meeting the mark. Like the basic yeah. expectations. Is that how, it, in my mind, I'm like, am I raising my sons right? Because this <laughs> is just like, I'm actually scared for them. Because imagine someone comes to me and you're like, your son ain't shit. Like, I'm actually gonna be so oh upset. Can you imagine? That's actually like, my biggest fear, I can't. Like, what have you done in the 20 years that you've been raising this boy? Like, it actually scares me. Oh. No, Charlotte, what like, you like can't that. be kind and just know what a woman wants. Yeah. I don't know, I don't know I why feel like so expectations difficult. too. You should have good high expectations, of course. Yeah. I, I feel like there should be the basics, mm-hmm. but then I feel like sometimes, mm. I'm gu- as women, we're guilty of this, where it's like, <laughs> if they don't check off all the boxes, yeah. like, no. Of course. But I feel like now you need to be kind of reasonable. Yeah. Uh, no human being is gonna check off every single box, unless Allah blesses you with that and you're like super yeah. lucky. Yeah. But there's always gonna be like one or two where you're just like, okay, as long as it's reasonable, you can work this. around it yeah, or yeah. it's something they can change. I feel yeah, like then, yeah. but I feel like now everyone's like, if they don't meet to. this, on to the next and it's like there is no next though but this is the thing that <laughs> like, like, people don't realize that life even life isn't as rigid as yeah. checking off a box you know what right. I mean you're, whoever your partner turns out to be there's always gonna be the, literally some, or something that happens right or that expectation let's say it's like money and this guy the guy you meet is like perfect he has great money and, and then you get married and he loses it now what you know what, I, you what know are you going to do? What are you well, doing? Are we working with him? Yeah, you know what I mean? So it's just like... <laughs> I'm not going like, to lie. Money is a big factor though, guys. Yeah, like, it is. The bigger yeah. we get, the older we get. I'm yeah. not going to lie. When I was 20, I would I would easily marry someone that's like, yeah. you know, I love and like, you know, we'll, we'll work together. But if I'm like 29, 35, yeah. Yeah. I'm not trying to come up with you. I love need is you to not be where to you are. Like, I'm so sorry. Like, no. the 2,000 pound rent, yeah, ain't gonna yeah. pay for itself and it's not yeah. gonna come from me if I'm love having babies not for pay you. the bills no love like, does not pay the bills like no and I think majority of issues when you do get married if you forget about all the fickle stuff of like icks yeah. and whatever like I genuinely feel like the main core issues people have when they get divorced is either financial yeah. or it's abusive 1000% mm-hmm. right? finances is actually the biggest reason why people divorce divorce yeah so. but it's, it's either or and also with abuse it's like there are def- different elements with abuse it could be like this sort of abuse or that sort of abuse. Yeah. So that's like an umbrella term, I right, would say. Right. Mm. Could be like emotional abuse, could be physical, could be financial, could, could be, be anything. Could be anything. Yeah. So I've never been trifling. I've just it's thought her. about it now. <laughs> they're all trifling. They're, they're, they're so all trifling. They're all trifling. There's happy people. There's happy people. There's people that are happy, guys. But that moves us on slowly to what's been happening on TikTok recently. So we all know that our lovely sister Megan Rice. Oh my god, yes! Oh my god, 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 oh my god,
God bless her. I mean, honestly, it just made me. I literally came on TikTok, guys, and I just saw her wearing hijab. I was like, huh? Oh my God. When did this happen? <laughs> we, were, we were getting messages in the group chat, like, guys, she's on live. She's about to say for shahada. <laughs> oh my God. I was so happy it. I was able to catch it. Oh, oh you actually what? watched it? Yeah, I, I watched it. Watch it. it was amazing. Right. I screen recorded it. I was like, I need to like remember this. Oh, oh so amazing. It was Allah really nice. I think I saw like a, a reposted video of it. Yeah, yeah. so many people have reverted on TikTok. I know, it's insane. Especially over what's happened in Palestine. Yeah. Like it's Allah amazing. Aid them. She looks so good in hijab. Have you seen her recent I know. TikTok? And her skin is popping. Yeah, Guys, she, she looks like, so is this good. Like the nur? <laughs> I'm not saying it. They're like, the nur is. And you know what? She's like, you know what makes me laugh? I was thinking about this today. I was like, she's already found her hijab style. Right, like, yeah. Allah, quickly. Like, quickly. she knows what works for her face. Here's me. This is a new hijab style. <laughs> 29 years, guys. I've been Muslim and I'm still fiddling with different hijab styles. She's so funny though, because why she put her hijab over her afro? She's like, guys, what do I do? <laughs> She's like, my she black Muslim girls, what do I do? You just see the afro? I was screaming. So <laughs> <funny>. <laughs> I was like, how do I tame this? It's no, my wash God. day tomorrow. Megan is so funny. <laughs> like, why so is she so funny? funny? Why was she so funny? And then she's like, guys, the hijab feels like a warm hug. Like, she's like, I love it. I was like, wow, I, I never thought about that. Like, she's like, I just feel comfortable. <laughs> Mashallah, but it's so amazing how, like, a lot of the people have who reverted instantly wore hijab. Like, yeah. they didn't yeah. even wait. Like, they it was just like, yeah. I'm like, Mashallah, it's so amazing. It's how amazing. Allahumma barak. May Allah make it easy for her. I mean, there's I just mean. a lot of, there's a lot of positive, a lot of positive things are coming out of the situation yeah. in Palestine. <coughs> and I just feel like this was, it just made the air so light. Yeah. There's like yeah. three people that took their shahad, I think. Oh. Yeah. There was like there a was Jewish, the Jewish girl, yeah. yeah. And Allah make it easy for them. And then another yeah. black girl, I think. Yeah. But with the, America. but with Megan, so we, so I think there was a bit of hoo-ha going on with the, with <laughs> Megan Rice recently where she was on a live with a guy called Abastani. I don't know if you saw no, it. No, I didn't. So basically, oh God, how do I even describe this? I've got, to, I've got to check. I think you can play the clip. But you might need to hold the clip on the mic on the so mic, the people, yeah. audience can hear. So, Megan, bear in mind, is a brand new Muslim. I don't think at that time she even took her shahada. Oh, did she not? At that point. Yeah. In that clip, I don't think she did. Oh, so she, she was still kind of like trying to understand Islam. I think she was about to take her shahada like the next day. Mm. Yeah. In that video. But it's basically, it's hilarious because... It just made me laugh. I was like, let the girl sit down and have a cup of tea before you start on her. Yeah, so so she became Muslim. Quran Book Club is currently at 12K subscribers. Wow, Members. as well. Oh my and then God. she was on a live with, with this guy called Abastani, which was quite controversial. So, so he helped out at the beginning. He was yeah, very helpful. He was very helpful. Very supportive. He and I feel like he was that. giving her a lot of good advice as well. <laughs> but then there was this one particular <laughs> There was one particular thing he said that had the the, the girlies jumping. Oh yeah, no. the girlies were. So I'll play I'll play it for you, and I just want to hear your okay. thoughts. Into account as well. Hold on, let's start from yes. the top. Okay, here we go. He's so, so funny. Here we go. Going out on all these stupid podcasts and saying it doesn't make sense for Hello. me. It doesn't make sense for me to do this. It doesn't make sense for me. And so what they're doing is they're corrupting the minds of young men and women and not get married right now there's over 53 percent of women that are not married in the united states right i'm just talking about the the, the, the muslim community i don't know about the rest of the world you know what i mean i'm just talking about the muslim community the divorce rate is over 73 percent in the muslim community this is this is a calamity in the muslim community right 
and a lot of it stems from according to according to statistics a lot of it stems from women initiating it as well because they have these ideas a lot of them again i'm saying generally speaking i'm not saying for everyone Mm -hmm. generally speaking they some of them they, they, they they take these ideas they take their their thought process from these dumb podcasts they take their <laughs> ideologies from these 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 people that are corrupt that, that shouldn't even have a microphone in their mouth in the beginning first of all why did they come for y'all so bad i don't know i feel attacked <laughs> Shaking a little he was bit. Getting, so you, could, you could, you could, you could see the comments. People, people, he was, they were like, yeah, but it's, 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 it's men too. They don't have, they're not providing for these women. The and statistics like, are sending me though. Where'd he get 73%? From? I I know. Know. They just bring statistics I into do, it. Yeah. Like, like, let's talk about domestic violence. Let's talk about domestic violence in the Muslim community then. If we want to talk about feminism, I didn't what, forget all of that. I, do you know what made me laugh? I was like, this woman has just entered Islam. Islam. Oh, it was about. She hasn't even Islam. prayed a salah yet. Like, how are you starting off with marriage? She hasn't put oh them divorce yet. She hasn't done anything. <laughs> it's just I don't know. New Muslims. I'm like, literally. You know, the beginning stages of when you become a Muslim is so like. Yeah, and then the next day it's like <laughs> everyone's like, like everyone do this, do this, do this, and I'm just like, no. I can't imagine. Like the like, girl is not ready for marriage. How are you <laughs> gonna talk about marriage to her muskinta? <laughs> but I'm, you know, uh, it compelled the other from the digital sisterhood to chime in. I'm glad she did. Did she? I'm yeah, like, she did. Ada chimed in. Yeah, one thing about Ada, she's not gonna be. <laughs> she was. She you was fuming. I, I can't. Like I'm fuming. <laughs> I was like, why are you coming for us podcast girls? What have we done to you? <laughs> exactly. And, what are they saying? And also, there's such a small minority of podcast girls. So he's literally at, he's at someone. Definitely, definitely. Right. Yeah. So Ada was like. This is my issue with what was said using feminism as a scapegoat right. to delegitimize the valid concerns and issue women are having in their homes nobody holds accountable. Right. It just blames women. Right. And she went on to say the divorce rates do suck and it makes everybody and it so. makes nobody happy, but until women are heard and respected, the issue will continue. And I believe men are the maintainers of women, so maintain your women, handle them with care, love and respect to the best of your abilities, and everything else that is outside of your control, charge it to the game. Period. Literally. Um, and she was like, you tried, but please don't be short-sighted to think that feminism is the only drive and reason for women being unhappy and wanting a divorce. Right. That's wishful thinking and kind of the worst kind. It's also quite dangerous. Very. It's so horrible. It's very dangerous. I'm so surprised that he didn't mention the lack of financial support for men being one of the key There's no accountability. But it kills me though, because if we're being real right now, right? Because <laughs> <laughs> if we're actually being real. If we're being real, the the problem we have right now with podcasts is male podcasts. Like, yeah, like there's like this many a very podcasts that are being run by women and even then it's like super beneficial like first of all let's talk about tds has been life-changing for so many people storytelling and also the level. concepts and the the stuff they talk about everything returns back to allah like yeah. that's the premise of the, the podcast yeah but i think sometimes what it is is men are so afraid of women having voices mm-hmm. and like exactly what i think that's and, what, and what exactly and, and advising they, each other exactly because well having a voice is powerful yeah so there's like fear that comes with that of mm. like 
oh, we don't want them to have control in these certain spaces. They just don't want them to be in these spaces. But it's like yeah. women yeah. want to, I mean, if y'all are not going to talk about our like, issues, like, we're going to talk about our issues. Exactly. Like, <laughs> like why but don't we so address? it's so one-sided, though. We hear every yeah. day men on podcasts talking about women this, women that. Or hijab, or, or things hijab, that they have like no understanding about. That has literally. nothing to do with them. Yeah. They don't even struggle with it. Why are you talking about it? You know what comes up on my TikTok a lot now? Like, every time I scroll through, it'll be a TikTok live, and the topic will be something like, should wo- women in Islam cook and clean? Like, are they required to cook and clean? And it's like a whole back and forth about this. Mm. <laughs> and I was like, this is what y'all are sitting here talking about. Pay my bills <laughs> and I will cook and clean. <laughs> and, then, and then you have the cheek to talk about like women, women are doing I'm a doing. podcast. And then to bring that up to a person who just converted is crazy like, to me. Like, like, she is a baby. She is literally, guys. A baby. Has, hasn't even <laughs> come into Islam properly. How sad. How That's is that not going to put her off? No, I'm like, her sins are forgiven. They're she trying to bring one up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. They're trying to create a sins They're trying to create They're like, you no, know we're dragging so you down to our level. She has a clean slate. They're so bad. They're so literally, literally we're the first you down day, like, her sins are gone, and you're trying to do her like that. Like, that's how you know you No, I'm, I'm glad that she was, like, quiet throughout the whole thing as yeah. well. Because, like, yeah. her face is making me She was just, like, shocked. Yeah. She was just, like, men like this everywhere? Like, everywhere? No, literally, no matter what religion what sex whatever like, the same. The same. <laughs> that's actually wild no it was oh all kicking God. off tds got involved i'm glad Ada shut so that down 1000 percent. because they fear also they fear her podcast because like she her audience is huge yeah, I, fear her yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be dragged on tds <laughs> no way like you say something world. you're done you're done <laughs> <That's> <laughs> overshare is finished <laughs> oh my god that's a muslim world finish you. oh my god that's so funny oh my god okay oh. Anyway, may Allah bless him and bless Amen. her Amen. and continue to give her all the hasanad that she deserves. Because we love, we love that. She's incredible. She's actually the one who inspired me to get a new Quran. Me too. Yeah. Oh, I said that last week in the yeah. podcast. Oh, an English translation. Yeah, well. I got a new English translation. It's so nice. And Can I'm like, literally. Can we just literally? talk about that for a second? So Is it not mad? I was thinking about this, yeah. I was like, all my life of learning Quran. Yeah. I've never read an English translation back to front. Me too. Same. Me too. Not back to front. Not back to front, yeah. No. Like, I don't even know what certain surahs in the middle are, yeah. I'll be honest. Isn't yeah. that mad? And the way that no. we were t- taught Quran as well is we were taught to read it and then we're left to our own devices. Yeah. Yeah, no, literally. for us to memorize. Yeah. When I went to Duxi, it was just... Memorization. It's a madness. It's just memorization. <laughs> Read and make sure like you're done your asha before you come. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that yeah. was it. Like and, um, and and you're like the night before you're just there like trying to learn it and then you just come in, boom, done. Right? Yeah, literally. Passed. But the substance of it was never really like really the taught. of it, yeah. the meaning. Yeah. Like if I knew I could read this in English and fully indulge it like a book that I would read, wouldn't yeah. that be amazing? It's amazing though. But yeah. when you see how they read the Quran and how it inspires them and they quickly revert, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I'm missing something. Right. I'm like, literally, what's wrong with me? I've been Muslim for literally my, my whole life. life. My and life. why am I not feeling like that same <laughs> sense of Iman that... Yeah, I think because we take it for granted. We do. So We're so used to it. So used yeah. to it. Yeah. It's part of every day. Yeah. But I'm going to put you guys on. There's the Quran called the Majestic Quran that I purchased last Ramadan. And it's amazing. I was telling you about it yeah, last week. Um, and it's blue. I don't know if you guys have seen it online. I just saw mm. it as a sponsored post on Instagram. Oh, no way. And it, I remember seeing that it was free. So I just purchased it. And it's good. It's really good because they have the summary at the top. So they tell you what, everything that's going to happen in the sword at the top. And then it goes into line by line translation. But it's like a very simple version to read yeah, and understand yeah. i love that it's so good i love that the so one that, that i got is each word 
is underneath each Arabic word. Oh. It has the actual word translated oh, so nice. that you can understand what you're reading. And then on the side, it has like the, the English translation. Oh, the actual yeah. translation. Yeah. So oh. I was like, th- and the commentary as well mm. a little bit. So, good. so I was like, this is Is that good. the Tajweed one? I think it is. I'm yeah, going to show you the name so. of it. I've shared it on my Instagram, but yeah, it's yeah. it's really, Megan Rice is changing lives. Now. I know, she really <laughs> is. I was like, girl, you've got <laughs> no, me the Quran like a book. talks about it, because you're like, damn, what, 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 I need to go back to read the Quran. You start feeling a bit guilty. Yeah, definitely. But alhamdulillah, <laughs> she's so blessed. Hello. So the blessed. amount of ajr she's gonna get for inspiring so many I like know. Muslims and non-Muslims like all to over read. the world. Imagine, subhanallah. and that all started from a conflict. Subhanallah, Isn't that crazy. Subhanallah, even Palestinians too. Mm. Anyway, Swella, lovely Swella has gone. I don't know if you know about our Home Secretary, but she was actually she got booted. <laughs> Got booted, but the person that came to take over is not any better. I heard, yeah, yes. it's not any better. And you now David Cameron's back, and I'm just like, girl, I just can't even deal with it. It's like it's like when an old villain from a soap opera comes back. Yeah, it's like why? Someone was saying it's like a telenovela. Literally, it's EastEnders. T- it's like Dirty Den coming back from <laughs> EastEnders. It's too much. Do you see them trying to? Did you see on Twitter they tried to get press charges on the girl that had a sign that said yeah. something about calling her? Oh, I saw that sign <laughs> live um, at Albert the protest. So, did you? I saw it, I saw and my it. sister laughed at it, and I was like, we were both laughing at the sign because we thought it was funny. Tell me why oh, I came home, saw we her. saw it. She was like a little bit ahead of us, and then I came home and I saw it on like the Metropolitan Police yeah. page saying, have you seen this woman, blah, blah, blah. I shared it with my sister, and she's dying. She's like, what the hell is going on? Literally. I was like, if someone goes, leave it to the brown people. No, like, someone's like, <laughs> why are you in brown people's business? I was crying. Crying. <laughs> Just I like, always call each other coconut. I don't think that was a racial slur. I don't think it is. Well, we used to, it was like what we used to say to each other just to take the piss yeah, out of Yeah, like other. I don't it's think like that's a racial slur. Like someone calling you an Oreo. Like no, that's what we used to say. It's not a racial like slur. Oh yeah, Similar yeah, to yeah. coconut, but they'd be like, you're an Oreo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But just for context, so the girl at the protest was holding a sign with a coconut tree and the coconut tree had coconuts that were on the tree and there were some on the floor, but the ones on the floor had the faces of Rishi Sunak and Suella Braverman. It's giving coconut. And then the Metropolitan right. Police obviously flagged that as a hate crime. First of all, the fact that they're there taking photos of people's signs—I know—it's <laughs> so crazy to me. But later on, all like what? They're in my pocket, like they're there undercover or something. They like, are though. They all are undercover. It's so so scary. wait, the people that are taking pictures of the signs are, are undercover. undercover yeah, police. they're undercover yeah. police. Do you think they're normal police officers? They're oh not. my god! They, but if they you take it in though, them. she was posing like yeah, yeah. yeah. the whole time I was a cop. <laughs> oh my god, that is actually so crazy. Because she was cheesing in the photo, like she's so happy. Literally, <laughs> so it was no, guys, so you have to ask where are you from. I so that man said, "Let me take a photo of you." No, Smile. I'm safe, guys. They were next to us. They were undercover police officers next to us taking photos. There was this girl on TikTok that talked about she's Iraqi and she was like she was on a train. She's wearing she was wearing like a Palestinian flag and everything, and she had her headphones on. And she was like, basically, this white guy and a brown guy came on the came on and they were wearing normal clothes. But because she, she clocked, they were undercover police. So they came up to her and they were like, and this is during the Saturday protest. And then they were like to her, oh, so are you going to that Palestine protest? Oh, <laughs> that's the way they speak, so yeah. Funny. And she was like, yeah, and and he was like. So what, are you going to be like throwing things and that? Is the way he was speaking. Oh, they were trying to make it seem like they were like down with the kids. (laughs) And then she was like, no, we're not going to throw anything. It's peaceful. And he goes, no, but two of my other friends are doing, that they're going to be making sure that they do stuff. Do you know what I mean? It's the way he was talking in that dirty, disgusting accent. It's so weird. And then she was just like, I don't want to speak now. Can you go away? And he goes, no, no, no. Just tell me more about Palestine, innit? And then afterwards, he was like, are you going to go do your prayers? 
she was like what that is so weird and she goes the brown guy didn't say anything the whole time he was quiet it was just the white no. police officer that was saying it they're harassing that brown people. man is just trying to get his he bills was just, like, he's trying to get his no, bills guys, like, come on is that not harassment <laughs> he was like are you gonna do your prayers and like <laughs> she's gonna be going like this what, what the hell no, that's weird. She was like, that's when I clocked that they were. I didn't even realize that they were undercover police officers there. We were just I in Suella's Home Secretary government. You I know, kid you not, that was the thing. most peaceful protest I've ever been to in my life. Subhanallah. Yeah, it's so really, really trying to create a whole. Like, yeah. yeah, it's wild. That's crazy though. <laughs> yeah, it made me laugh. She was like, I don't know what you're trying to get out of it. Did you guys see the video me. of the far right guys? Yeah. yeah. Like, uh, go back to your country. And the guy was like, I was born here. <laughs> You know what made me laugh? I just thought that is like a mid-level manager some, in someone's company right now that is raging like that. Isn't they that look so like crazy people that we see every day at work. That we work with. No way. On an everyday basis. Like someone's vice vice and, director or something. And like every I mean? other word was like, see you next Tuesday. He was like, see you next and Tuesday. And then he was, he was like, <laughs> the guy, I was born so in crazy. this country. I was born in this country. He goes, I was born here too. <laughs> What's <laughs> your point? <laughs> Someone oh was God. like how they were wearing, I think, Arsenal jersey or something. It was, so, And they're yeah. like, literally, the sponsor for your team is a Muslim country. So, like, oh like my God. give it a break. Like, Someone goes, you should have been a Chelsea supporter. <laughs> <laughs> okay, oh, right. Should we move on to our scenarios? Take a break. Are you okay? No, I'm good. Some water? So where's this jacket from? We love Zara. that. Oh, is it like this? Beautiful. Beautiful. Oh, oh, no, this is so nice. It's so nice, right? Yeah. Girl, the men's section eats. Like, Ooh, I don't even... This you is know, nice. And it doesn't even look like a man's jacket. Right? I just love it because they, they always what have, like, a nice oversized... Get? I medium? think... Large? Lar no, medium, medium. medium. I've nice. been getting sweatshirts from the men's section recently. It's so nice. And the quality is better than Way the women's better. quality. Because, you know, the one for women's, it's always fitted or, like... Yeah. yeah. If you don't find your size, and they never have, like, large or extra large. I can and never I'm buy like, trousers But I feel like they use yeah. more thread yeah. on men's clothes. I don't know why. They care about men's clothes more. Trousers from Zara is actually a death sentence. It's my enemy. It's Every time I go in there, I'm like, do I have body dysmorphia? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like what the hell's wrong with yeah. you? I have not been. I'm like, where, I'm like where's this belly? I'm like, there's no way. And I'm like, they just don't. Their sizes are weird. sizes change. Like, change the trousers the size changes. Yeah, for all fact. the time. It's a joke. It only fits if it has like elastic. Yeah. So yeah. It's, like, that's why I'm like, I just shop in the men's section. Now. I'm like, I don't even buy trousers from there anymore. I don't buy yeah. trousers. Even trousers for men, you can get like, really nice trousers. I feel like really? as East African ASOS, women, yeah. right, no They yeah. have no yeah. way. ASOS I always thought no. their crotches the would be lower. Section. No, well, you can say it's so small. <laughs> no, see, I just thought, I think I did it once. I just thought it would be very really straight fit. <laughs> but you know like how now like really, really baggy jeans are in? Yeah. But a lot of the times like it'll be fitted on the waist but then it looks weird if you have like a, an hourglass figure. Yeah. So if you get it from the men's section, like you can just cinch the waist, but everything else will be baggy. So you can get it tailored. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Do you know what I'm looking for? I'm looking Hanan for Hanan is putting us all on, guys. <laughs> you I better not sell this out in Zara. I'm just Hanan, saying. answer me this. Joggers for women. Where do I get because them? Because what I what tends to happen with me is they always fit too much on the bum. Yeah, yeah. they're so soft. Yeah. Yeah. Way too tight on the bum. I don't like, like that. It's so the bum and I'm like, this doesn't even, it's not doing what it's supposed <laughs> to do. And you have this really weird shape. Yeah. It's meant to be <laughs> It looks like tight on my thigh. Yeah. yeah. It's just like, I'm that's like, it's not moving like sweats at all. Do you reckon men's section joggers would be better for us? I think men joggers as well. You just get a smaller size. Yeah. Like everything for men, you just you get a smaller really size. really put me on. <laughs> I'm actually being serious. Yeah. Yeah. Even sweaters for men, like literally, wallah, like sweaters, I'll get it for men. Because even for women, if it's oversized, it still looks a bit like odd on the yeah. Yeah. shoulder. But if yeah. you just get a size small for men, 
Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. I once bought a small H and M male blazer, and that's it. Game that's changer. Still right? yeah. yeah. I'm not gonna lie. And they've got the padded. Shoulders. Girl, when the blazer trend happened, I just took my brother's suit. <laughs> Literally, and it works. It looks good. Like, yeah, like, like you can get away with it. No one will ever know. The only annoying thing is obviously the sleeves are very long, but that's kind of like a flex. It's still in, yeah. Like that's literally the style. Yeah, me too. Okay, first scenario. Let's go. So this one's called. This is from Muslim Reddit, and it's called "Coping with Loneliness as a Muslimer." Right, let's go. She goes. Recently, more than ever, I've started to elevate my friendship circle i have very few friends and mainly two i keep in contact with my sister-in-law as well as my best friend of nearly 10 years an online friend and a few weeks ago i was as much as i hate to say it depressed with the fact how my social life is non-existent all my friends are overseas online and while my older sister said that we are sisters and we're friends it's not really the same mm. i remember a time when a potential i was talking to had spoken highly of his friends and trips that they'd go on and i remember sitting there thinking how i wish i had such a circle in my life too it gets really lonely these days where no one's online like today there are either either there aren't sisters at my local masjid that are basically my age or they're not practicing Muslim as I engaging in halal dating, talking to the opposite sex, pretty much deal breaker stuff for me in regards to friendships. So for sisters or even brothers that are experiencing something similar, how do you cope with loneliness? Oh my God, this is so relatable. <laughs> <laughs> this is so relatable. <sighs> I'm not gonna lie. I felt really lonely in high school. I feel like I was, I was that person that used to like be friends with everyone. But I never had like deep, sensual yeah. friend, like sensual, what the hell? Sensual <laughs> like, relationships. I never had like deep rooted friendships that mm-hmm. had like, like this is your bestie. Yeah. I only got that, I would say after I finished high school and like I went to college and that's when I like right. gained those friends. So yeah, I, I do, I kind of agree with it a little bit. It's it hard. is hard. It I is think hard. <coughs> I definitely have dealt with that. Like as soon as I moved here, it took time to adjust and I went through like extreme loneliness the first year because I didn't know anyone and then also when you're in your late 20s it's so much harder to make friends because people already have their groups yeah girl so meshing into a group they're like who are you who are you, who are you? literally you experiences you know what I mean and then also like restarting your your life you don't know who to trust yeah. or who to open up to it's, it's harder like when it's you're harder older. when you're it's older so much harder when it's you're older. so much harder and I think that there is an epidemic of loneliness now because we're so some of us are chronically online yeah and like rely on online relationships but then outside of that there's no one that we talk to or are friends with yeah some people so like just don't know how to or don't know how to so yeah i i definitely relate to that yeah. oh my god i didn't even think of it like that i feel like i'm not i feel like i'm not gonna lie alhamdulillah i feel blessed now yeah that i've got a core group of friends that even though now that they've kind of like most of them have like moved away and they've gone abroad and everyone's kind of living their own lives right. But you're right, you know, it is kind of online because you're on WhatsApp groups yeah. and like Instagram groups and TikTok groups. Yeah. But occasionally we see each other. Like nowadays, in there's five of us left, including Colton. And what we do, like every Friday, we'll try and like plan an activity for that together. If we but manage that's if to do yeah. it. works out mm. and life allows us. So the rest us, of the week, we're just lonely. And it's my friends and my work colleagues, which is sad. Yeah. <laughs> well, like you FaceTime so people. Yeah, yeah, FaceTime as well. It's another like one. group FaceTime really takes the loneliness away sometimes. Yeah. And it's sad that that is the only interaction you have, especially if you're working yeah. a full-time job and like you have a family or like yeah. 
it's just crazy. You I think, do you know what it is? Them. I think group group FaceTime is a great buffer. It's nice yeah. that we have the option to do that. But it's so much nicer when we all manage to meet up and see each other. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because it's just so like, much happier. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like it's just a palate cleanser. Yeah. You genuinely feel much more happier yeah. when you see people that you relate to. Yeah. So she's basically said, I feel lonely. How can I combat this? I would say, do you know what it is? We, the, this she spe mentioned specific things like there aren't any sisters at the local masjid that are around her age or they're not practicing Muslimers i.e. they engage in halal dating, talking to the opposite sex, pretty much deal breaker stuff. She needs to get the right I, I halal haram ratio. Yeah, yeah. I was about to say, sometimes <laughs> like you're, if you're so strict on finding certain types of friends, you're literally going to be isolated yeah. forever. It's exactly the same as what you were saying earlier about it's having like high expectations. expectations yeah. yeah, I think sometimes when you're like, oh, all my friends have to be like super halal. Yeah. First of all, that's not fair because we're humans. Yeah. We're meant to sin. Like we're not, it's in our fitrah. We're not meant to be perfect. So we're I think when infallible. you, exactly. So you might actually be literally blocking your blessings from meeting someone who could actually but be you can such help. an incredible change person or change your life and it, you might be the reason why they change and yeah, not like exactly. do that sin anymore or exactly. whatever exactly like you don't know like you, you might know, guide them yeah I, I really don't believe in this whole thing of like having to find people who are exactly who are like you or practicing or i think everyone should be but yeah, i mean i get it she wants that she wants the medium of halal to haram ratio yeah. i get it but it's like you're not gonna find everyone no like yeah you have to be open to finding good people yeah there's good loads people. of good people out there there's loads of good sisters out there yeah but it is hard and i think that right now when i said chronically online what you see online is what people believe is reality yeah, yeah. even if you know it's not real in mm. your mind you're like, this is real life like so social media social media well. exactly yeah. so you see on tiktok like people going out and like, hanging out or people on their stories with their friends and you're like I don't have friends what mm. but the same people that are going out are dealing with what you're dealing with but yeah. it's just in a, a different way it's a facade you in know they, they might not even be close to these people but yeah. are just posting and well, they, that's probably the first time they saw them in a month <laughs> you know what i mean exactly we don't know the stories behind it yeah. but unfortunately oh. it is a very common thing it's romanticizing literally romanticizing people yeah but and i think loneliness is not, not a bad thing yeah it's not and if you find like you find things to do. I've discovered more of myself. You, yeah, you'd find, like, your, you'll yeah. find yourself. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And also, I feel like when I was a teenager and in my early 20s, I really relied on going out a lot and yeah. going out with friends and I needed people to keep me company same. to make me happy. Yeah, same. And it wasn't until I got married and I had children and I was forced to be lonely. Mm. Yeah. I'm judging you girls, I'm just <laughs> yeah, saying. Yeah. But I was like, pe they had a different lifestyle to me compared to what I was living in that, in that period of time. So I had a baby. It was very hard for me to go out at that point when you've got a newborn. Yeah. So that kind of forced me to rediscover things that I liked about myself. Exactly. Or like just chilling and watching TV or going for a nice walk or just doing my own thing. Now I do every time I go out, I'm always like telling me I'm just having my me time. That's where it came from, just yeah. like rediscovering myself. So yeah. you're right. You don't always have to be yeah. around people, but yeah. I get it. Yeah, I mean, I think there's like, they've got to find a good balance between being chronically lonely R rediscovering yourself and also actively trying to make friends, friends. Like you've got to go out there yeah yeah it doesn't necessarily you don't have to have the intention of making a friend it could just be an acquaintance a connection right you could just go to your local coffee shop one day on your own and Literally. decide i'm gonna speak to yeah. someone today by yeah. force or by force. well like go yeah. to events go to fun events yeah. where yeah. people are gonna be around yeah but you just have to step out of your comfort zone literally right. and be open to meeting new people yeah i feel like if you restrict yourself from it it's kind of like you're, you're literally blocking your blessings exactly like yeah. i used to have that mentality of oh, oh if i don't know so. them 
I, what am I gonna say? Yeah. What am I? But then so after, I, literally, I broke that barrier, and now I'm literally meeting people who follow me and like yeah. going out for coffees and oh, creating you, friends. Like you get you get to a thing where basically, like in the beginning, it's always tough because it's like you're not you've never done this before. It's out of your comfort zone. But then the more you start speaking to people that you've never spoken to before, the easier it gets. Yeah, right? literally, I've gone on so many first dates with women here. Yeah, since being here. <laughs> I love that piano. I, I <laughs> see that you met Nadira. Yeah, oh, oh, met Nadira. Yeah, like I'm just very much in the beginning when I first moved. I was obviously very used to like my own. I have my solid like core friends. Yeah. So me leaving them and being here was hard. Sure. I was like, oh my god, I can't just pick up the phone and be like, hey, let's go out. You know. So that recreate. was like. Uh, yeah huge adjustment and then like seeing my husband go out with like his core group of friends i'm like <sighs> triggered like i'm oh. so triggered <laughs> i was like can i go <laughs> can i just sit there and watch you guys you know what i mean oh, <laughs> literally but alhamdulillah like when i moved and people found out i moved to the uk so many girls no. reached out and were like would love in the beginning i was kind of like okay i'm shy <laughs> But now, alhamdulillah, I think that I've gone past that. And like, yeah. I'll go on these first dates. And sometimes after I hang out with one person, I'm like, okay, I'm never going to see this person again. Because yeah. I'm like, oh, we have nothing in common. Yeah. But you're cool, but we have nothing in common. Yeah. And then I'll meet someone else. And I'm like, oh my God, we like have so we much clicked. in common. And then yeah. it just like leads and to it like, just goes from that. yeah. It's like you've got self-awareness. You know who you like, who you're not going to really hang out with again. Yeah. It's normal. But that self-awareness comes from exploring exploring and yeah. like the loneliness because when i was in my stage of like loneliness which i'm kind of still in in and out of yeah i learned so much about myself and like my personality what i like what i don't like yeah and so when i met these people i was okay we align here yeah. so i feel like so this will work. this will work well oh. but alhamdulillah yeah. like i think you just have to honestly step out of your comfort zone and just Gosh, be okay with being social uncomfortable anxiety it's, yeah. it's annoying but you can't do you that you gotta break but it but it's mostly in your brain it's in yeah. your head it's yeah. it's yeah. how many times have me and Kelton gone to events and we're like, the first few times we went we're like oh my god we're just gonna stand in the corner and just talk to ourselves yeah. Like, and then we're like no we can't do that that's so weird so we're like we have to force ourselves to go and speak to people and we were dying inside yeah, dying. and we did it and we had the best time the best yeah. time and we met so many people it was so lit is yeah. that me? yeah but also you have another thing that I realised especially about myself is I always have like peaks and troughs of like when I'm feeling confident yeah, yeah. Like sometimes I'm feeling so confident I'm like before my period yeah. to anyone here. definitely and then other times I'm just like damn what's PMSing. like yeah. bumbling I yeah. can't even speak yeah. I'm sweating literally yeah. literally if I'm PMSing just, <laughs> just no conversation ain't working my words don't even come out right so yeah I don't know it's weird like yeah. sometimes I feel like I'm on top of the world and sometimes yeah. I'm just like I'm telling you it's shell. all linked to your menstrual cycle guys Do you I've think? been reading this but when just before your period starts you are on top of the world your skin is nice your body is selling you to the world saying <laughs> procreate me which means i'm gonna make you more pretty <laughs> more confident you get more sleep yeah scientific Damn. i've seen actually pictures i don't know if you saw yeah. where like yeah the, the face her face is skinnier yeah. when she's like and, like your face transforms yeah like, her face was completely different Wild. from the beginning of her cycle to the end of her cycle do you think that's got something to do with how sometimes when you do your makeup you're like wow i look great and some days sometimes you look yeah. snatched right yeah, yeah. yeah. sometimes you're like wow and, and then, then some days, days your skin like, is just like yeah. you've got yeah. like and you're like the exact same <laughs> happened why is it like you're trying to contour but there's no contouring happening yeah you did the exact same stuff for me, it's like the spots on my forehead. They've been true. Yeah. And I'm like, what? Same, same. Down. Yeah, Literally like, why is my, my jaw was snatched last week when I did the same look. Literally. I had no texture. Where is the texture coming from? Literally. Right? Yeah. Isn't that mad? 
That's crazy. Woman's body as well. <laughs> I know. But you know what it is? Just to come back to loneliness, I genuinely feel like, especially now, I remember I was talking to my mum about this and she was like to me, how back in the day in Somalia, Hamad, before it became religious, they used to have so many events, young people. Yeah. They used to go out, go watch theatres, art shows. They used to have so much on. Yeah. And I just feel like we don't have that. Yeah. yeah. Especially for Muslim women. Uh, we don't have those experiences and I feel like and if they if they do if they are happening, I also feel like they're not accessible. Like you don't really hear, yeah, I don't yeah. hear about them that often. Or like you don't hear about it when it ends. Yeah, yeah. Like you'll see it on yeah. yeah, so it's that's like actually so true. I think that's why when there are, for example, TDS is a perfect example when yeah. they have events. The show out is amazing. Yeah, because we don't have. Yeah, exactly. Like anyone can come. Yeah, anyone can come, but also there's not a lot of those events. Where do you get loads? Unless people are doing live shows. Yeah, that's um, actually so true. And in this in this environment, like let's say TDS. There's not a lot of Muslim women doing this yeah. Yeah. or hosting events that isn't music related, right. but just people connecting yeah. and having a good time and you get to go to an art show or poetry or just, just have like fun or sip and paint, yeah. you know? Yeah. No, yeah, like yeah, some type of networking. Yeah. yeah, it's not always, so yeah, I just feel like that's something a lot of our cultures are missing. Yeah. So you never know. We need, we definitely need to organize more, more of those. Yeah. Right, wouldn't it be fun? I, would I think it would fun. be I, on a, on my Instagram's broadcast channel. It's so cute because there's a bunch of people on there. If you're watching this, then you guys know hey it's girl. so cute. But on there, we were just like, I'm like, we should do like a separate paint where I can actually meet you guys. Well, oh, you should. Yeah. And you can teach us how to do yeah. this. So I was that like, would be so yeah. Either fun. that or a book club for Ramadan. And yes. they all voted, majority voted book club. So I was like, okay, we'll oh, do book they? club. <laughs> I was like, what happened to the art? because I used to have a bookstagram page as well and recommend oh. books and stuff so I was like maybe they just I don't know anyways we're if gonna we do that. can read I'm down for both I'm coming to both but I really want to do the painting because I feel yeah, like I want to do the supper paint everyone has an artistic side yeah. and I want to get my yeah. I feel like I, I'd need your help <laughs> I just <laughs> I hold like my so hand <laughs> while I stroke the canvas <laughs> with the brush <laughs> I feel like that would be so fun that would be so good and yeah. also uh, but, uh, you know who does a book really good book club? Amalia does a good book yes, club. Yes, I've heard of them. I would love to go to. Yeah, everything to go good is always in East London. Yes, that's another <laughs> and issue. I just can't no, travel having. that far. Isn't that far for you guys? I just can't. You don't understand. Girl, I literally came from Birmingham. Do you see me complaining? I know. I just, <laughs> honestly, honestly, she shut us up. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like people from London kill me. Like you guys complain about going no, from West East. No, to be fair, no, no. to be fair to us, we discovered the Elizabeth Line recently. Yeah, yeah, we did, we did, we did. And it took us twenty Is minutes. It that far? Twenty minutes yeah, to get to East London. But okay. can I say something, Kat? Traffic five thirty to seven o'clock going to East London is like going to Birmingham. No, but that's if you go no by way. if you buy a car. It's okay, like going to Birmingham. Okay. It's like two hours. You it's just so take long. the train, girl. Why are you? Why are you pulling yourself? We've recently discovered it, so a certain <laughs> tube line. But also, do you know what it is? It's just really cold at the moment. And I always find there's loads it's of my things anemia. happening yeah. around this time of year. It's my anemia. It's my anemia. You know what though? Once you start driving, you cannot go back. Exactly. No. When I started driving, I did not touch our tube line in Toronto yeah. for years. Like, oh my God. When I stepped into it the first time, I was shaking it a little bit. I was like, what's going on? Girl, <laughs> the summer when I went, I was it's like, like yeah. once you drive, you can't go back. You and also, once back. you've driven before, you are going to rely on your friends to drive yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> Mm -hmm. I cannot. That's you. <laughs> I cannot <laughs> take the Elizabeth Love. I'm joking. I don't actually mind taking the Elizabeth Love. <laughs> but yeah, that's a really good book club. But you know what I want? Recently, I was into loads of romantic books, but now I want to discover Muslim, like yeah. halal romantic books. Mm. There's a bunch. Anyway, I really want some halal romantic <laughs> books. <laughs> 
Because why not? We're trying to halalify the podcast. We are, we are, we are. <laughs> oh my God. All right, okay, one more scenario. One more. Have you got anything you want to tell us? Yeah, I feel Anything you want to advertise? No. Anything <laughs> you want to talk about? Like, what's been going, what's on, been going on, I don't know, girl. It's just like, like, it's your show. <laughs> like, literally, She's it's like, your what's show. going on? Don't look at me. <laughs> Anything I want to talk about? I don't know. Guys, can you check out Hannah's art, please? It's amazing. <laughs> Thank you. Well, I literally was talking about my hijab journey and how I'm trying to cover my edges. Okay, I know they're not covered right now, but I'm trying to get there. So I was talking to one of my friends about how hijab looks so different for everyone and everyone's on A different, different trajectories yeah. of hijab. But I feel like the older you get, the more you start to solidify your understanding of hijab yeah. and like what it means to you. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I'm kind of at that stage and it's so nice. Yeah. Now I want to wear undercaps. Now I want to discover. So anyways, I'm at that stage of my life right now, which is really nice. Yeah. Still not 100% there. Can I just say though, I only recently discovered undercaps before I found them very annoying, annoying, very hard to manage. I still find them I would annoying. lose yeah. the yeah. colors that I needed yeah. for the hijabs that I needed. Recently when I started wearing undercaps again, because I felt like it really maintained the bush, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. But it's like, how am I wearing a black hijab and my undercap is pink? Yeah, like, you can't do just that. Like, <laughs> like, what is this? No, you can't come out with that. But there's, you know what I just not There's certain hijabis that it just looks so sleek. Okay. When they wear undercaps, I'm like, how do you make it look like that? Because when I do it, it looks like, you know, the hijabs we wore when we were five? Yeah. Yeah. Like the one piece that looks like the two yeah, piece? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it looks That's like on like me. That's like me when I wear a jersey like this. Dri- my face girl don't get me started on jersey i literally made an oh instagram post about this i'm like guys i look jersey like an egg like egg walk yeah i'm like i literally look like an You've egg got a nice slim face. Love, do you know what it is with jerseys though it's the way you wear you have to wear them quite relaxed loose. and loose yeah that's no, the thing i you, like to go like this that, that's the thing that's my problem but with chiffon i used to be a chiffon girl i'm, I'm a chiffon, chiffon girl this to you. yeah so because if you like tuck it in, oh, you is that? Yeah, because it's quite. Uh, this is years of erosion on my oh skin. My God. Do I have that? <laughs> no. I don't even know. I'm using salicylic. It's like, you know how oh, the shoe tucks it on? She puts no, but it on I had and like she just a really tight hijab. You style. did it tight. Yeah, yeah, and then I used to just tuck it in. So this is from 17 to 29. Oh my God. I got this, this is style. why I stopped being a chiffon girl. Yeah. Someone commented on my thing and said, I only wear chiffon and I wear it so tight that it chokes me. And I commented and I'm like, girl, that's not serious. I'm like, why? I'm like, why are you doing this? Like, like, why are you killing yourself? <laughs> I started getting it. That's why I stopped. I genuinely, to you guys, I genuinely thought I had cancer. Allahu alam. Allah. Subhanallah. Allah well, why me. did you make it that tight though? I don't know. It was just <laughs> routine, guys. It wasn't even that tight. Wallah. It's like, you know, when you scrape it yeah, in yeah, yeah, and then yeah, you yeah. tuck it in, the tuck created this dark Pigmentation. Mark. So I thought, what is going on? Because like, oh, you're constantly yeah. pushing on the skin. And, and it's and rough. I was like, it's yeah. rough and it's like very hard. And I was like, guys, I think I've got skin cancer. Like, what <laughs> is Subhanallah. this? I just looked at my skin one day and it's dark. But the day you discovered that it was the hijab that was doing that to one you, day. best believe. I was I like, no it was more. like a light bulb. I was like, dick. <gasps> But like, do you know, know who really, do you know who wears chiffon hijabs really well? That mm. I literally sat down and watched the TikTok tutorial. Yasmin. Yasmin. Which Yasmin? Okay, Yasmin. Oh yes. But yes. you know, okay, Yasmin's oh. trick Mashallah. is that the, sh- the cap and the hijab match. No, they match, but oh, they're stuck the together. Tape. The hijab tape, right? Or is it? No, it's the hijab tape. But she also, I think there's this other girl who's a hijabi who owns a brand. That the cap and the chiffon hijab. Oh, so it's not two. It's a one piece. It's a one piece together, (gasps) but it looks like a two piece. This whole time. But wait, there's another thing that Yasmin does. What does Yasmin do? So Yasmin, so you know how a chiffon is a very annoying 
um, material to play around with because it moves a lot. So what she does is she safety pins it to her shoulder so it doesn't that move That beautiful around. drape. Her hijabs mm. always look ten-ten. Intentional. Ten. intentional. And I said, I'm going to do this one day. but I, I need to know what she does under her hijab. Is it slick down her hair? I need to know what people are doing with their hair. Yeah. No, yeah, honestly, because sometimes when you have the bump or if it's too puffy here, it just looks funny. So I'm yeah. like, what are y'all doing underneath? Like, it must be a slick pony. It has to be a slick, right? Yeah. yeah. Sometimes I don't slick though and it looks I fine. need to do something though that's less abrasive for my hair because this, that slick down is causing that receding hair. Like, and then I, I remember like, I was I asking Aisha, Aisha Ahmad, I was asking her about satin bonnets. You know, the one mm. the undercaps with the satin lines. And she said that she prefers the other one over the satin ones. But in my head, the other one. Non satin, oh, okay. Yeah, the regular. Right. Is it cotton? I think it's cotton, yeah. Yeah, the regular right. cotton one. She said she prefers that. So what am I supposed to do? Because I'm really worried about. Oh, you can wear a do rag. Sometimes I'll wear do rag under my hijab. Yeah. And then maybe put the. Or is that, I guess, redundant? It's kind I, of I just want something that protects my edges, yeah. Uh, my edges, girl. Mm. You know what I do sometimes? Though? I'm actually really lazy, but this has worked for me. So my bonnet, I'll bring it up here, and then I'll let my edges come out like that at night time. And then the oh, bonnet, yeah. I'll just tie it at the back with a little hairband, and it yeah. stays the whole night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I, let my, I let them breathe as well. Yeah. Because you guys have small foreheads. I can't have. I do not, have, girl. No, I, I don't know how this works. No, I know. <laughs> Trust me. I can't. I can't do none of this cute baby hair styles. I can't do that. And I was like, no, <laughs> I'm repping the East <laughs> African forehead. <laughs> I, listen, I no, can't catfish people. I let it all out so they know, right? Because this is me. the day I take off my hijab, there's no shock. You know? <laughs> what happened? No, 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 no. Everything's you know. out. So you know? <laughs> You know where it starts, you know where it ends. This is me, this is my true form. Guys, I just came out and my mom's just like, (laughs) yours is not bad. So I'll tell you what, Kalton's Kalton's forehead. Don't describe my forehead. Do you know what? Every person's forehead, everyone, every East African person thinks their forehead's big because it's a relative thing. I think it suits your face though. Did you see that girl on TikTok I was dying where she was talking about her hairline receding? The Somali girl, she's so funny. She's like, guys, my hairline is literally doing a pilgrimage right now. Like, I don't know what to do. She's like, I need help. Help me. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, though. Why are you for this long? I don't, no, I know. I know my edges are mad. Oh, yeah, See, I've noticed loads of flyaways at the front. That isn't even the baby hairs. It's my actual Like, hair. why am I suffering? I don't even have my hair out. Like, I think it's, it's time so to, deep. like, hop on minoxidil. I've been hearing about minoxidil, and really? I think it's, like... Really? No, I'm scared yeah. of that, because I heard that once you start, you start taking you it, stop. you don't, you can't stop. Yeah. Why not? One know, of my friends addictive. is using it, and mashallah. What the hairs? The, hair the baby hairs are baby hairs. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's insane. Like, so much hair grew. Wow. And then she, like, recommended it to me. She was like, but, like, you can't stop using it. And I was like, so what do I do I like, if I get pregnant? Or if I get pregnant, then what? You're pissed. No, but after you get pregnant, after you have your baby, Wait, you've got you this s- three-month period where your hair just looks amazing. But can you take it? But doesn't it fall out? The sun <laughs> starts falling Guys, out. Guys, I'm scared. I hear so many things. You know the girl with the list? That's me. Yes. <laughs> Wait, but can you take the like, whilst pregnant? No. I don't think so. I researched. I researched. I'm like, just in case. Like, yeah, you no. might as well start using that after you give birth. That's after what yeah. I was, yeah. I was thinking later. After you stop breastfeeding. Or I don't know, girl. I might go to Turkey. I'm seeing. Mm. If, if the men are going, why are we not going? That's my question. Just a little bit, though. Just a little bit. Just the front. I was talking to my husband about it because when I went to Turkey, on the plane back, you always see people coming back from like getting their And you just see the dots. I'm like, guys, I'm like, why do they not wear hats or like. I think they have to. I think they're not allowed to. So So I'm like, what do we do? (laughs) You have to to do this. Just have a hijab. (laughs) Hijab hovering. (laughs) 
He has I'm to like, hold your hijab the whole flight. Literally, I'm like, so what do we do? And he's like, why are you asking me all these questions? I'm like, I'm just asking, you know, just no, no. in case. You know what my issue with Turkey is, guys? That if I get that done, I'm like, I need to get the next thing. Yeah. I need to get the next thing. I would yeah. get carried away. I'm like, lipo, nose, everything. I feel, yeah. I feel like I come back a whole day. Listen, Literally. But you know, they always say you're not ugly. You just don't have money. That's yeah. Like, I'm like, that's so I true. say that all the time though. Like, it's if I had money. Kardashian money, do you think mm, <laughs> that's literally what it is? You're like, just, who is Beyonce to me? Like, right. I'll be honest, <laughs> I would be like, like when we see what they look like before, I'm like, oh okay, it's money. Yeah, I could. Right. It's definitely it's money. money. It is though. Like literally. the facials, the fillers. Not that I would get it, but yeah, just their facials alone is like, nah, insane. It's amazing. They just damn. But yeah, must be nice. I know. <laughs> no, I'm thinking about my turkey. I'm thinking about my turkey. Oh, Girl, I've been thinking about you turkey. You guys are putting ideas in my head now. I need to. No, but honestly, guys, like when you love have yourself, kids, yeah, love yourself, love like. yourself. No, I just before we start with the self love. No, can we just one of my friends a... messaged the group chat the other day. She said one of her friends started an esthetician um, clinic and she's looking for models. And Listen. I was like, shall I say sign me up? <laughs> I don't mind getting injections in my lips. Oh, Girl, God. the stuff that people are doing though. It's so subtle, but it's so beautiful. It's like good. getting your job. It looks I good. Get people getting their job. I said, so I could get the fat removed. Literally. There's non-surgical things Insane. you could do to your face to just make it look Snatched. like. Snatched. But, but girls, love yourself, love yourself, love yourself. No, love yourself, yeah, guys. This is not as promoting. After you have two kids, yeah. I'm just saying. <laughs> you're thinking about anything right now. Anything that's halal, I'll do it at this point because those little gremlins, they suck the life out of you, literally, and I'm not even joking. Okay. Oh. I'm just going to end it there. I don't want to ruin it for anyone. <laughs> oh, my God, that's so funny. Anyway, guys, that is the end of our episode. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe on the YouTube. Download the episode on the Spotify and Apple Podcast. Don't forget to leave a review, five stars, and a little Make sure comment. you drop, drop the little yeah. five stars. Five stars only. Five stars <laughs> only. Four? What's four? Like, only what five. Ew, we don't want it. <laughs> and make sure you follow our lovely girl, Hanan. Yeah. Hanan's Corner. Hanan's Corner. And interact with that content. I, I, I think everyone it. already does, to be I fair. I think they already do, but yeah. whoever isn't, they better get to know. <laughs> we'll be leaving Hanan's oh. social media details in oh. the description and thank you for having me oh, this was so we fun hope you had fun i had so much fun honestly oh, <laughs> we really enjoyed this this is a very funny episode oh that was so fun, fun. <laughs> when we go to birmingham next Hanan, girl i'll king. be right there listen I'm not i don't king. know if you guys will ever come though because i feel people from london say that and then they just come once <laughs> every true, like three it's years it's true it's true <laughs> you know i'm not even gonna lie to you Hanan, but if however if you do if i end up in birmingham one day we might even move there we might even move there the way London house prices are looking. Everyone's coming to Birmingham, guys. You get I'm space. Just, mm. Oh my God, Anna If I get a three-bedroom house, that's, you know, under 400K. Listen, girl, 300 even. Ooh. In a nice area. Mm -hmm. No, you lot are living life, wallahi. Sell it to you. Guys, a two-bedroom <laughs> house in London is like 700, 800K. It's bleeding you dry. That's wild. That's I was looking at the Sloan area. I don't know if you guys know, like Square. Central, like Sloan Square. Yeah. Girl. There's what you doing? I no, I, no, oh, girl, no, 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 oh no, guys, girl. I can't afford it. I can't afford girl, it. I'm thinking that art. No, 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 no. Do we need something to draw? No, no. So I have this thing. No, it's not that. I have this thing where I like to look at real estate and just imagine. You oh know? yeah, yeah. Manifesting. Manifesting exactly. Yeah, so I'll go on Sloan Square, Knightsbridge. I'm just curious, as someone who came from Toronto, to see the real estate here is insane. 
Do you reckon the prices are quite similar? <gasps> no, girl. You guys are in wild. We're in hell. This is not normal. This is hell. Ours is not as bad, but not as bad this as This is why everyone, it's just sad. I remember people used to complain about the Toronto house prices, but I used to think, oh, damn, London probably isn't that bad. Toronto no, house prices Toronto are bad if you're from Toronto. Yeah. Because uh, it's comparing to what it used to be, right? But can yeah. I just say diaspora in America and Canada are doing a thousand percent better than oh, the yeah. diaspora in Europe, Girl, especially we know. London. So. Girl, we know. <laughs> Girl, we know. <laughs> but it's true. You it's know so what it sad. is? It's the pay. Yeah. When I found out how, ocu- how much occupational therapists get paid here, I packed my bags. I said, there's no, no way. way. Yeah, I It's know. insane. The starting rate in Canada is what, like 80, 90, but is your, six figures. But if it's that high, does that mean your life, just general buying stuff is quite high? So like, um, like grocery shopping. Yeah. Grocery shopping there is expensive. Here okay. it's cheap. And also, is your healthcare system free? Or private? Mm. No, it's free for you guys. Uh, no, but we're being robbed. <laughs> we're being robbed here. Yeah. What? Yeah. It's free. Girl, when I found out how much nurses get paid here. It's mad. Band five Do you know how much they get paid 20, in Canada? 21K. That's wild to me. Starting. That's no, wild that's to me. That's insane. Why do, you, why do people never do these comparisons? It's wild. No. In my salary job that I have, they should be protesting. Right? It's cra- they have, but they isn't, it, isn't that why there's not many nurses? As someone in my position in America gets 150k. That's isn't that mad? That's correct. In mental health. I don't know what you're doing in this country, Lada. Girl, I, just, I can't raise sons in America. I've said this. Before. What about Dubai? Dubai. After you build your experience, you'd be good in Dubai. Because like, if people. you go to her in Dubai, they want you to have a masters, and I'm nobody. Really? My age, yeah, they do. So What's your program? In mental health. So I do okay, mental health okay. nursing, but I do mental okay. health management. But is it masters or experience? No. So oh. in Doha and Dubai now, they want you to have a masters. Oh. Otherwise, you won't elevate to like a higher, more direct or senior level. Get your masters, girl. Mm, girl I'm not trying to. <laughs> For you, if you guys want to do it, back <laughs> I think you should get your master's. That's what I know. Yeah. Going to America is a lot easier with experience. They um, don't expect Canada, Australia. Like America, Girl, do you I guys look like at Texas? Do you guys ever get the real estate from Texas on your For You page? Girl, I do. And it's, and so it's like, I know. It's so sad Insane. the way we live. They have mansions, I know, on. I know. They've got basements. And it's so cheap. Like They've got backyards, front yards. Insane. It's just sad. Can I just say? Detached homes. It's insane. <laughs> I feel like, and also the Muslim community in Houston, I think it is Houston or Dallas, wherever Amr Suleiman is, is yeah. really nice, apparently. The mosques wow. are incredible. The Muslim, like, everyone is flocked that, there. Is that where we're going? When I think we need to. Is that where we're migrating next? But you know what? I, just, I would only do this if loads of people were doing it. Yeah, I need a community. I need a, I need a village to help me raise my kids. I need some London yeah. 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 I need some Brummie gals there. You need mm. to convince, just convince your friends. Mm. I, my thing is, why do we, I why are we suffering? Like, Wallah is so That's crazy. what it is. Like, me, I'm... Coming as a Canadian, it's a little bit different. I can see the differences clearly. This is why we're suffering. What I just said is why we're suffering. But everyone's just waiting for one person to do yeah, yeah. I think that's what we it always is. say in our friendship group we want a gated community. <laughs> <laughs> this is not where, where we all help each other. Where we all help kids. each other to raise the kids. If we can buy one piece of land somewhere, yeah. and we'd all just have a house somewhere. You know, like everyone says. Land. Every group of friends says this <laughs> we, stuff. Because ours want to raise our kids in a communion. Uh, like that's. I think that's it's my possible, dream. but London is just it gets worse. Girl, it's, it's hell. Anyway, yeah. guys, thank Anyways. you. <laughs> Listen to the rest of that. Inshallah, we love you guys so much. Thank you so much for supporting us. Bye. And bye. Planning for your next trip. Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.